We welcome your ears. We welcome your ears. We welcome your ears. I know I've been emotional at times during this last year as well, and ranting and raving and stuff. And people know where I stand on these COVID measures, etc. Yep. So it's not a shock or anything, but I shocked myself in a way by feeling myself erupting in that way. Mm-hmm. And you were kind enough to gather me in and uh, calm me down. And- I have to say, Harry, I honestly felt you were more impassioned than you were ranting. You're listening to The Sill Podcast with Peter Noche and Harry Posner. Episode 167, PH Factor, 2021. Remembering a year to forget. Come on in, have a seat. Join the conversation. Mm. Speaking of self-awareness, are you aware of this Hockley Valley coffee? Oh, am I ever. I'm so aware of it, I dream of chasing robusta beans through mountainsides in Chile. <laughs> Well, you can chase Robusta. I'm chasing Arabica. Okay. (laughs) She's a Rubenesque. Uh Anyway, it is lovely coffee. And on that note, we'll begin the podcast. Let's do it. Since we began every December at the very end, our last podcast, we always review the entire year. Yeah, look back at the highlights, the the podcasts that we particularly enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe pull some samples to share with you guys. Which we will do. We will do that. Mm -hmm. And just have a good time going over the year and uh, thinking about not just the podcast, but the year at large, the the global year, right? Yeah, remembering the year to forget. The year to forget, yeah, for a lot of people. Why forget, Harry? What do you think? Well, to be honest with you, this has been a very changeful year. For me, I mean, I've gone through many, many changes inwardly this year, and they've been good changes in a way, and they've been forced out of me in a way. They've been forced out of me to meet what has happened in the world. The beginnings of the vaccine rollout happened Mm -hmm. in January, February of 2021. Yep. Right. So it's not that long that these things have been in our arms. And we're up to around 81% now double vaccinated in Canada. So they say. So they say. Yeah. So, but a lot has happened. Waves of Delta have come in and they're still here. Uh, the controversies, people in the streets of Europe, mm-hmm. uh, people getting violent, court cases that have popped up, come to fruition. Some of them have fallen on the side of the citizen. Some of them have fallen on the side of the state. And so there is so much swirling around on the planet this year. Lockdowns in, lockdowns out, lockdowns in, lockdowns out. Yeah, it looks like we're probably going to be looking at another lockdown in Mm -hmm. uh, pretty soon with the Omicron business. Which to me is crazy because really... Again, we're talking about cases. Yeah, hospitalizations seem not to be affected too badly, at least in Canada here. Mm-hmm. And deaths aren't really going up the ladder. Mm-hmm. So it's just the cases that are spiking. There's a legitimate part to that. I think in certain urban centers with high concentration, high population densities, there is the issue with hospitals, which should be recognized in terms of people requiring care in specific pockets. Yeah, There's vast areas of the country that are literally unaffected. Right. So given that, it's not surprising that almost all of our podcasts, other than some of the interview podcasts, really touched on COVID Mm -hmm. head on. Because there's lots of layers and aspects of it that are up in the air. So, for example, one of the first things we talked about was 
business not as usual, TSP 142. And by the way, folks, TSP stands for The Sill Podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's a short form. So TSP 142, business not as usual. Mm -hmm. And we went into the trials and tribulations of what businesses have gone through and are still going through, even more so now in Canada, because of the measures taken, the lockdowns, the restrictions, etc. And we actually used a business owner in Barrie. Yeah, tattoo Jamie. artist. Yeah, Jamie, who is a tattoo artist and graphic artist. And she talked about how difficult it was. I think she had to close down mm -hmm. for a period, etc. Online business had to kind of find its way into the mainstream more and more. Yeah, and she has since expanded her business, by the way. Has I, she? I don't know what the recent events, how they're going to affect her, but... Uh, right. She has expanded her business, yeah. Well, that's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then we talked with uh, Ricky Shade, mm -hmm. who is a local artist, artist yeah. and very spiritual soul here in Orangeville. And his art is very surreal and very cosmic and out there. It's an incredible work when you see it. And I heard recently that a lot of people that have had instructions from him I really enjoyed working with Ricky. Well, yeah, and I think he has since started up a YouTube channel where he talks about aspects Does of... Does his own videos. And yeah, he makes his own videos and about they're quite good. art. Yes, they're quite good. Excellent teacher. Mm -hmm. So people can tune into his videos. So that's Ricky Shade. And then we moved to uh, maybe our favorite podcast of the year where you got a chance to be mellifluous in your Italian. Oh, you're talking about Pinocchio. Pinocchio, a tale of two puppets. So wait, that was uh, TSP 144. And right. We decided to do a time trek, and we went back in time to this fellow Collodi in Italy back in the 1800s who wrote this story. And thank you, Harry, by the way. It was your suggestion that I do it in Italian. And, yeah. And I thought, well, okay, it might be a little bit odd, but let's give it a go. And uh, it actually did get some response. And I think it made the podcast a little bit more interesting. Yeah. In fact, we're going to play them a bit of the opening of that podcast where we hear your Italian. Centuries ago, there lived a king, my little readers will say immediately. No, children, you are mistaken. Once upon a time, there was a piece of wood. It was not an expensive piece of wood, far from it, just a common block of firewood, one of those thick, solid logs that are put on the fire in winter to make cold rooms cozy and warm. Quando che maestro ciliegia, falegname, trovò un pezzo di legno che piangeva e rideva come un bambino. C'era una volta un re, diranno subito i miei piccoli lettori, no ragazzi, avete sbagliato. C'era una volta un pezzo di legno. Non era un legno di lusso, ma un semplice pezzo da castata, di quelli che d'inverno si mettono nelle stufe e nei caminetti per accendere il fuoco e per riscaldare le stanze. That was a lot of fun. There was a moment there too that... Uh... <laughs> kind of adult only for adult only ears but there was a little bit of humor that you injected towards the end well, of the podcast. I, well I said it not thinking it was going to be part of the podcast and then you said no we should leave it in we, so. so here it is folks so this is, is what went down at that moment it is a great story mm -hmm. like actually you brought me back to it because I'd been fascinated with him a lot of my life yeah I didn't want to get into it in the podcast but the adult version so there's a woman on a cartoon kind of style. She's on a fence. Yeah. And she's got her legs open under her dress. Right. And Pinocchio 
<laughs> Where did you see this? And he's got his head stuck between her legs, and she's going alive, Pinocchio, alive. <laughs> we'll share that on this oh, part of the podcast. Alive, In fact, we just did share it. Yeah, we, we just <laughs> recorded that. <laughs> okay. Before we go on, Harry, I wanted to mention on this podcast that on TSP 166 that we just did, The Lay of the Land, we've gotten quite a bit of response on that one. In fact, a couple of people even actually left written comments on our website. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to express our appreciation for that because the feedback that we do get from people is probably one of the things that we appreciate the most once our podcasts are done and loaded, mm -hmm. because it really gives us an idea of how we're doing, whether or not people are engaging, whether they're interested, and so on. Yeah. And that's why we often, at the end of our podcasts, just remind folks that you can comment either by text or by hitting an audio record button. You don't have to type a thing. You just hit the button, record your voice, and send it. Right. Keep those comments coming, mm -hmm. folks. Mm -hmm. And things that we did during the year, we brought in a couple of new things. We created planetary postcards. Yeah, which is a series of interviews with people around the world, mm -hmm. in different parts of the world, just to get a sense for how people are coping, what life is like living in these parts of the world. So some of the folks we talked to. In Eswatini, we talked to. Bongiwe Diamini. I intentionally left that for you because yeah. you're better with pronunciations. And, and Bongiwe was a delight. She's an artist, a musician, singer, mm -hmm. and uh, was very candid about what life is like in Eswatini. It's uh, really interesting. And then we went to southern Italy with my first cousin who runs a bed and breakfast in Calabria, Italy. Yep. And then we moved on to Berlin. With Ansgar Bitterman, mm -hmm. who is an AI specialist. Yes, and psychologist. And psychologist, that's right. So he gave us the lowdown on life in Berlin mm -hmm. and where AI is at these days. And we're hoping to continue from there. We've got Greece lined up right now. Hopefully we can get that through because we've had a couple of hiccups due to COVID and other issues happening there as well in setting this particular podcast up. Yep. Hopefully we can move on with that one and others in the future uh, mm -hmm. in, in other countries. It seems that we are reaching more people. Yeah on an international level, and perhaps uh, that's one of the reasons. But last year, we had more downloads and plays in 2021, actually approximately 50%. So we're approaching 26,000 downloads, and approximately 12,500 or 13,000 of that has occurred in the last 12 months. Now, beyond the planetary postcards, mm -hmm. we did other interviews, Ricky Shade, for example, and a couple of others that were really fascinating. One was with Kimberly Van Ryn. Oh, yes. Who is a local citizen here in Orangeville. And she is a real community activist and a kind of a compassionate heart. Definitely. You know, yeah. Every community has its share of local heroes who go out of their way to help other people. Yeah. And through the various organizations that she's connected to, she has really helped the local population, people who are in need, special needs people, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so to hear her talk was really interesting. And uh, we need more of people like her. And that was uh, TSP 152. Mm -hmm. And like many others, I should say, her personal story is as interesting as the story of her community involvement 
Yeah. We've had a few marvelous ones, some last year and some the year before in our Undefinable Spirit series. Right. Janet Lynn Morrison were people who had a very difficult time in the early part of their life, mm -hmm. battled through that, overcame it, and began to help other people who were also in need in that same way. The people like uh, Joanna Nuding. And Joanna Nuding, who is a cannabis lifestyle coach. Yeah, and since launched her own line of uh, cannabis products. Right. And she's been one of the uh, podcasts that has risen the quickest, actually, on the sill. Really? That's TSP 147. That's right. Getting Casually Baked. Lo love that name, <laughs> Casually, Casually Baked. baked. That's her podcast. Yeah, yeah. and just name. a nice person. Yeah, a lovely person. And who wouldn't want to smoke a joint with Joanna? Well, I mean, <laughs> look at her history from the corporate world to dropping everything, moving to Italy for two years and heading back to the U.S. and following her passions. Yeah, yeah. Really interesting interview. Um, we've lucked out in that way, finding interesting people. Well, Andrew Welch. We well, I was just going to say, this, okay. you know, Andrew's, uh, well, he's local. But we felt that what he was doing was so important that we did three interviews in a row with him. That's right, a trilogy. About, about his new book, A Second Chance, isn't it? Yes, A, a Second, Second Chance. Chance. And we liked it so much and felt it was that important that we broke the book down into three general areas, and we did three interviews. And that was essentially a sequel to The Value Crisis. That's right. Which you wrote in 2015. And so the trilogy focused on A Second Chance, but we also made mention of The Value Crisis and all three podcasts, which are TSP 148, 149, and 150, are all looped into the Undefinable Spirit series. And so the first one, I think, was Universal Basic Income, Mm -hmm. we talked about. And the second one, we talked about the gift economy idea. Mm -hmm. And the third one was called a new dawning. So his whole notion of moving from a quantitative kind of society to a qualitative society. And could you have asked for a better time for him to do that, for us to do that trilogy? I mean, right well, yeah. that in the middle of this whole COVID situation. Well, yeah, because when you think about it, this entire two years has involved a reevaluation of what we value mm -hmm. at so many levels and layers of society. So Andrew's work is really critical right now mm -hmm. for people to get a hold of and understand. Now, not everybody agrees. I mean, some of the people out there have talked about UBI as some kind of communist conspiracy or something, right? right? I'm not sure I'm in agreement with that. But we talked about that in depth in that particular podcast. Mm -hmm. And the second one, the gift economy, was also excellent, too, because we got to realize how much we're already engaged in the gift economy. When you call somebody up and say, hey, I saw this really good movie on Netflix. I think you'd enjoy it. Mm -hmm. That's a gift. Yes, it is. So there's all kinds of layers. And we also talked about the timeliness of the gift economy. Yeah. In the sense that we were talking about alternate economic responses to a lot of the economic hurt that was being caused by COVID. Mm -hmm. And in the gift economy, he brings in other ways of gifting things that aren't necessarily connected simply to materialistic right. ends so that there's much you can gift without ever expending a dollar. Sure. You can volunteer. You can make something by hand to give it to someone, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. As long as you're thinking about other people, you're in the gift economy in a way. Mm -hmm. So that's really... Exactly. Or yeah. you're trading things instead of buying things. You're trading things. That's right. The entire trilogy. I think it's a real worthwhile listen for anybody that is looking for other ways or 
considerations of getting through what we're in right now, actually. And people should go back to our first year of podcasting. One of our first podcasts was the Value Crisis yes. podcast. That's TSP 00... 002. So go back and listen to that one and then jump and listen to these three and you'll get the full picture. And Andrew is one of the more erudite talkers. Yes. He's so crisp and clear and he knows what he wants to say. Yes. That it's a pleasure to listen to him, to his voice. Mm. And by the way, he's also a town crier. He's got a booming voice. <laughs> and he's a Red Cross. Emergency. Yes, yes. He's a volunteer mm. uh, with the Red Cross emergency uh, response. Yeah, yeah, which also gives him a lot more credibility in terms of what he expresses. He actually explains with his working experience. Exactly. What else do we do? Oh, well, <laughs> yours truly, after 50 years of sitting on his arse, uh, got yes. off his arse mm. and went onto the streets and joined a protest, an anti-vaccine mandate protest. You did. And you did. I got out there in Toronto. We walked the whole day. It was an incredible scene. And I came back and then we did a podcast where I talked about the kinds of people that were there, what they're feeling and thinking, why we're out there, and that sort of thing. So, a good new experience for you, too. As you said, you hadn't done it in 50 years. When was the first time you did it? Back I was 20 years old, and it was to do with the uh, Lytton Industries and their involvement oh, in nuclear, I remember nuclear that. armaments, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I was an impressionable 20-year-old. So we talk about activism and getting out into the streets and what it means and how important it is to push back when the state kind of gets out of line. Mm -hmm. So that was an interesting interesting podcast for me because I was personally involved in it. And that was TSP 157. And then we jumped to joy. Oh, what brings you joy? Jeremiah was, was a bullfrog. bullfrog. Right. We're going to add a clip from that podcast <laughs> right. uh, just to illustrate uh, one of the seven or eight messages that we had, audio messages. We're going to just give one sample clip of people chiming in to tell us what gave them joy. Yeah, we put the word out and mm -hmm. people did respond, thankfully, mm -hmm. using the audio record button on our site and told us what brought them joy. And we needed that in a way because it was a part of the year when, man, it was hard mm -hmm. for people. Stress was deep and anxiety was high as it is still now. Yes. And so to bring that in, I think we felt was important. What I find to be joyful are the things most people take for granted at this time, I feel. What brings me joy? Simply speaking, over the last 18 months, it's been very challenging to find joy in many facets of our life as we had known it. Moving forward, the joy that stands out the most for me is the fact that I'm still friends with my wife after 18 months of going through this and being at home, which speaks volumes. There is a kind of joy that could be termed ecstatic. And for me, that's when I'm performing live on stage in a great setting, throwing myself into the music, and the usual sense of time is suspended. And that was TSP 158. And then we went to 159, which was, we've got to get out of this place, breaking out. Mm -hmm. And it was all about finding ways of changing your life, of moving from where you are psychologically or physically as a coping mechanism. And we should right? say that some of these podcasts, now I don't remember which one specifically at the moment as we're speaking, but we did have often other plans to do other podcasts. And in the past 12 months, we have frequently changed 
the podcast we were going to do simply because the news of the day mm. was so yeah. prominent. Yeah. We were kind of compelled almost to change the direction and consequently many more podcasts than we thought originally were attributed to this whole COVID situation. Well, it's very difficult. All roads seem to lead mm -hmm. to COVID this year and last year. That's what people are talking about. And if we can try to bring a different angle to the conversation, that's what we're trying to do in a way. What's another way of seeing this, another angle on it that maybe is less combative, less divisive, that allows people to see a bigger picture? And in fact, the Pinocchio episode, TSP 144, that was one of the ones that we took the opposite approach and said, can we get off this COVID train? Yeah. And let's get back to some of the other things that we were doing. Right. And that's how Pinocchio came about. Yeah, because you have to look away from the screen every now and then. So we've done that a few times in the year preceding. The next one we did was, where do I end and you begin my body, your health? Mm -hmm. Which was all about, really about the vaccine mandates and why people are choosing not to take the vaccine, what is their rationale. Or why people should have the choice. Well, exactly, why mm -hmm. people should have the choice, an mm -hmm. actual choice around it. And because it's, in a sense, the crux of the situation right now and the reason mm -hmm. why people are out on the streets mm -hmm. talking about their freedom and their body, their choice, and all of those things. And we've had this discussion many times, even with, i.e., liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat. Yeah. It's not good to exclude either. Yeah, and a lot of friendships are being kind of broken because mm -hmm. one or other of the two parties is not including the possibility that the other person is genuinely thinking about this and has ideas right. that they want to express. And you can't allow these ideas because they're quote-unquote dangerous or potentially have misinformation in them. So mm -hmm. friendships are being broken apart because people aren't including each other's and respectfully including each other's thoughts mm -hmm. in the discussion. They're trying to exclude that mm -hmm. person from the mainstream narrative. Right. And in spousal relationships, in the homes, same thing is happening with husbands and wives. As always, neither one of us profess to be experts, but that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to just engage in a conversation. Yeah, you don't have to be an expert to observe the world around you and to have thoughts about it. And that's what we do. We sit down, we observe the world around us. We say, Peter, what do you think about that part of the world? Uh -huh. Well, Harry, I think, what do you think about this? And we just talk. We are just talking. We are people talking like you talk, like your friends talk. And if we say something that's interesting and informative, muzzle tough. <laughs> and if not? If not, don't well, worry about it. It's or let us right. know if you like. Or let us know we're full of shit. Whatever yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. You, yeah. You know. On a personal note, Harry, I just want to say, Again, another great year, great collaborative effort. Yeah. We, we both bring different things to this podcast, and I just want to tell you how much I appreciate the fluidity of it all. Mm -hmm. We don't seem to run into a lot of resistance when we do these things. We're both fairly flexible. Yeah. I think that's part of the fun that uh, we have doing this, and I hope that comes through. Yeah, yeah, and right back at you. Uh, the art of conversation is a two-way street. If only one person is talking or listening, it doesn't work. Both people have to speak and listen at the same time. And yeah. so I hope that we do that fairly well. And that's why people keep coming back to us and listening in on these conversations. Well, I've certainly learned more about the listening aspect, which is something I'm working on all the time. Yeah, we could all do a bit mm. more of that, I think. So what do we do next? Oh, you had a good conversation with a cousin of yours. Talk about that. John Arnone, he wrote a book after a 35-year career in journalism-related work. 
Well, part of it was journalism, and, and most of it was public relations work, which required journalistic skills, but uh, was more on a corporate level. And finally, after 35 years of that life, he retired at the age of 57 and wrote the book he always wanted to write. So it's TSP 163, Us and Them, Canada, Canadians, and the Beatles. Good. You saved me saying it. Great. <laughs> and that was only the third podcast in the 167 that we've done where you were absent. I was in Mexico, I think, at the uh -huh. time, wasn't I? Well, that's what you were telling me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do your deals uh, wherever yeah, you, yeah, you got to yeah. go. You got to go. I don't, you know, you know, you know, I don't ask questions. Don't, don't ask, don't tell. Don't. You know what I'm saying over here? I think John was kind of looking forward to us both being there because his brother, who we interviewed almost four years ago, it'll be four years ago in January, and TSP081, his brother Robert Arnone. The architect, yeah. In any case, this lifelong passion that he had about them and for them, and managed to put together a book which is currently being sold as we speak. Yeah. Really good interview, by the way. I really enjoyed listening to that from okay. Mexico. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then we uh, jump back into COVID. What else? Mm. With um, the next one, which was uh, TSP 164, entitled Future Unknown, Us Post-COVID. Mm -hmm. So we tried to kind of see where the world might be at after this stuff is gone after the COVID period and... After the loving. After the loving is gone. <laughs> so yeah, we spent a, a good podcast kind of imagining the future, mm -hmm. if you like, and how we would be as human beings. Because it's my view, and I think I've mentioned this before, that we are at a turning point in human evolution mm -hmm. right now as we speak. And so we felt this was a timely podcast to talk about some of the dynamics that were going to affect our evolution in the next few decades or who knows how long. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. And then we did, well, 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 yet another COVID <laughs> podcast. 165. 165, the yeah. forever moment. What you see is what you get. Mm -hmm. And maybe we should explain that a little bit. So what you see is what you get. How did we come to that title? Oh, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. I think maybe it was about sort of the the change in our perception of time. Yes, and also that we are all seeing different things. Right. There's one thing that's going on, but we're having very different views about what's going on. Right. And so what we see individually is what we get individually. Right. Time is one of those individual psychological phenomena. So we looked at in that episode what time is, how we understand time, the history of it, mm -hmm. how we measure it, and that sort of thing, and chronological versus psychological time. And how it's almost being distorted yeah. during these difficult times. Where it's blurry now. Mm -hmm. Time is blurry, and the future is very uncertain, and it's hard to see a future. So mm -hmm. where are we situated in time? We were kind of lost now in time at this point. So that episode explores all of that, which is, again, really an interesting phenomenon. Uh, then we did uh, 166. Oh, the very most recent one. The one that's on right now. Right, which is The Lay of the Land, Redefining the Pandemic, mm -hmm. which was our attempt to sort of lay it out. 
What does it look like right now out there at these different levels? It was also, I have to say, a bit cathartic, wouldn't you say? How, in terms was of, it for you? Yeah. It, it was an opportunity to really kind of voice some of the things that were kind of smoldering. Mm. I know I've been emotional at times during this last year as well, and ranting and raving and stuff. And people know where I stand on these COVID measures, etc. Yep. So it's not a shock or anything, but I shocked myself in a way by feeling myself erupting in that way. Mm -hmm. And you were kind enough to gather me in and uh, calm me down. I have to say, Harry, I, I honestly felt you were more impassioned than you were ranting. Yeah. Well, there's that. And I was also recognizing my own biases as I was speaking. And we did an episode, in fact, TSP mm -hmm. 155, yes. called Walls of Bias. I like that one, actually. Yeah. Where we talked about the confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. That is a new term that's out there all around now. And people mm -hmm. are accusing each other of that and the nature of that and how we can kind of overcome these walls in our own thinking Yes. To break out of our own boxes and be able to meet other people on a common ground. Mm -hmm. People's ideas, too. And that's been our overriding message with a lot of these podcasts. It's not so much the position of we know what and this is what we advise. It's been more of here's what we think. Think about these things. Uh, reflect on things. Take a moment. Ponder yeah. has been kind of the thrust. And as positive as we could be given our own personal biases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How has the world of podcasting grown or changed this year in your understanding? Well, in the last year or two, it's taken quite a leap. Now, part of it has been at least suggested that this COVID time has given people more time to sit, listen, search, research. Yeah. However, podcasting has been picking up momentum for a number of years, and now it's sort of coming into its own because it's attracting advertisers. Uh -huh. And advertisers are being attracted because some of the big boys are really moving things. Your Spotify's of the world, uh, Amazon, Apple, everybody's getting into the game mm -hmm. because they realize that podcasting isn't just some passing fancy. And in fact, it's also changing in terms of the way people look at it. It's not limited to podcasting. It's audio work. Uh -huh. right? So there's much more fiction. There are more stylized podcasts. Some people are being paid very large sums of money to have specialty shows and so on. Mm -hmm. um, celebrities as well. Celebrities. Well, that's been the big thing. I think that celebrity thing will wear off eventually. Mm -hmm. But it's been an excellent draw. It gets people's attention and brings them in. Once a person is brought in, then they're aware of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Once they realize that there's tremendous amounts of content that they can choose, completely control. Yeah which is something you can't do with radio. That's right. You can select what you want to listen to and when and how. Right. We have 166, now 167 episodes one, yeah. that you can listen to at any point in time. And a lot of our downloads from the folks out there come from people who have perused all 166 and have chosen to listen to some in our first year or third year or what have you. It's a yeah. mix, right? Well, we're now getting over 500 downloads with every episode. And I can tell you that it's not the specific episode that's getting the 500 downloads. You know, right. may get 100, 150, whatever, but they're searching the entire library, uh, <laughs> library and archive. Yeah. And really most of our podcasts you could listen to any time. They're not 
necessarily time specific. And if you listen to all of them end to end, you'd be sitting for how many hours? Muchos hours. Something like 80 hours? Yeah, over 80 hours. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, what else is going to happen is we're going to hit 40,000 at least downloads in the next year is my guess. I mean, that's just the fun part of the podcast because neither one of us really focuses too much on that. But it's nice to see that there's a response. Yeah, That's been the most interesting part to me feedback mm -hmm. that says something as simple as I was depressed about this or I felt this way about that and this kind of took me off that bandwagon or it made me think about something else that I hadn't thought about right. that it somehow benefits. Benefits is a relative term. Yeah. It's not necessarily connected to just time and dollars. Yeah. We're idealistic. What can I say? Yeah. So we're going to wish everyone a happy new year. Absolutely. And let's have a more compellingly positive and uplifting 2022. Mm -hmm. Let's find a way to get past our differences, get past the pandemic of conflict that has erupted in the world in the last year and two. Mm -hmm. And let's find a way of meeting on a better, more human ground. A little bit more human touch. Yeah, absolutely. So on that note... Happy New Year. And thanks again. You too. Ciao, Peter. Ciao. The Sill Podcast is a Connecting Dots Media production. Available at thesillpodcast.com. Thank you for your donation to The Sill Podcast.